Welcome to The Positivity Effect, where paying it forward and doing something positive in someone's life can provide them with the confidence and motivation to do the same for someone else. Like a stone dropped into a lake, let's create a ripple effect of positivity throughout our world. And it begins with your host, Dr. Thomas Retcher. Hey, what's up, guys? Dr. Tom here, and you're listening to The Positivity Effect, episode number 75, Digital Media Digestion Tips. Thank you guys for tuning in. Two quick things. Come find me on Snapchat. My username is tretcher, and it's just been wonderful for those of you that have already reached out to me and shared with me how the show is impacting your life and how you're paying it forward. It's, uh, it's been a lot of fun, so thank you for connecting. And number two, the Positivity Effect store is launching on May 1st, and I'll keep you guys posted. There's going to be some great stuff on there to keep you feeling positive and uplifted, and it's a great way to support the show as well. So today we have on Margaret Brown again. She is the founder and publisher of Shelf Media, and they publish three digital-only magazines. And today we talk about one of them called Podster, a magazine that is for podcasting, and at the end of the episode, Margaret also shares information about a writing competition through Shelf Unbound magazine, and it's called the Annual Shelf Unbound Writing Competition for Best Independently Published Book. So if you're a writer or you're looking to independently publish a book or you have, definitely reach out to Margaret. You can just head over to the show notes page, uh, just put Margaret Brown in the search bar, or if you're listening on the iPhone just click the Positivity Effect logo while you're listening. It'll flip over and you'll see the show notes and there'll be the link right in there. And you can get more information regarding uh, this competition. It's really great. So today we talk about one of those digital magazines, Podster. Uh, things like also why podcasts are so important to Margaret. And something really important that we dive into is how we should be consuming all of this digital media today. And not just for adults, but for children too. Kids, if you have kids in your life maybe a family member that has kids, some really powerful, simple tips that we should all be embracing because technology isn't going anywhere and we have to learn how to embrace it in the right way. So guys, thank you so much for listening and for reaching out. Um, as we shared on yesterday's episode as well, you can reach out to Margaret for recommendations around some short stories. Just email her at margaret at shelfmedia.com and help me welcome her now to the positivity effect. Hey, what's up, Margaret? Welcome back. Hey, Dr. Tom. Thanks again. Absolutely. And it was wonderful to hear your purpose in life yesterday and your focus and also just some of those real raw moments of, of even though things are always sometimes looking great, as an entrepreneur, there's, it's a roller coaster and there's moments where it's going to be tough. And not just entrepreneurship, we can take those lessons in our own life too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's it's uh we, we have it's always great when things are looking up and and we like to uh to show that to our friends and family, but it's it's sometimes it's tough when those times are when we're on our, our lows and, and what do we do when we're at those points when we're at our, our lowest? And it was interesting to hear some of the things that you do to help center yourself and balance yourself. So today there's a couple of things I'd like to talk about with the audience and I want to talk more about Podster. I want to talk more about indie book review and also Things that we can do, some some actionable things that we can do if 
there's some children in our lives, whether we have kids or we have a family member that has kids, some information we could pass them. Because the nature of reading is changing so much, so rapidly, kids these days, they're, they're swiping on their iPhones or they're taking right. our iPhone and they're swiping. I, the other day, the other, it was a, about a year ago, my, my niece went, walked up to uh, our television, our flat screen television and tried swiping the television. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like unbelievable. And she was like, she was like 12 months. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, so it really, crazy. it's crazy just what's changing and how we can get information to them. So, but before we do that, Mark, I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about Podster and what that means for the podcast community. Sure. We launched Podster in January. It's every other month. And I think next year we'll probably go monthly. And it's a uh, feature, it's for listeners and it uh, features podcasts and podcasters. We interview some of the top podcasters and introduce you to some new ones. We do reviews, uh, roundups, and really the goal is to curate the best of podcasts so that you can fill your need for feed. Um, <laughs> I am an avid podcast listener and I, everyone I talk to about podcasts, you know, you, we all want to find our next favorite one. And um, so that's really what, what Podster is. And so we have gotten a really nice response from the podcast community, uh, from listeners, and it's really fun to do. Um, one of my favorite pieces of it is we have a thing called Behind the Theme Music, where we interview uh, the person who wrote the theme music for a particular podcast. So, for example, our first one was... Um, we interviewed Breakmaster Cylinder, who wrote the theme music for Reply All. Um, and we we're, uh, I think, the last one we interviewed the guy who wrote the theme for um, Welcome to Night Vale. And, um, so, that's awesome. Yeah. And that's been really interesting because these people who, you know, you don't really think about them, but most of them have albums out. They've got, you know, you look them up on SoundCloud and they've got all these interesting things. And I talked to Breakmaster Cylinder about he was influenced by Bach and um, and yet he does this, you know, kind of cool electronic stuff. So uh, I'm, I just love talking to creative people because it's just so interesting to get inside their brains. Why have podcasts become such such an integral part of, of your life and of what what you do? professionally? Um, in terms of my life, I think my uh, being a listener of podcasts, I think like everybody else, I think it's just the natural extension of the way that media evolves. So, you know, when I was little, there were three, ch three TV channels and now, <laughs> and then there was all these cable channels and now you can listen, you can watch on demand and watch what you want to watch when you want to watch it. And there's unlimited options. Um, the same thing happened to music, and I think the same thing now is happening with radio-style shows that, uh, you know, I can listen to uh, any topic I want whenever I want, um, and, uh, you know, I think it's just, I used to listen to radio all day, and, and now I, you know, I mean, I listen to NPR all day, and now I, you know, I listen to NPR shows as podcasts uh, when I want to listen. And um, if it's not a topic that particularly interests me, I can move on and listen to something else. So, um, you know, I think uh, I was at, I don't know if you were at Podcast Movement last year in Fort Worth, but... Um, I'm going to be there next year. I mean, this this, oh, this year, this year. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be there too. Awesome. We'll have a, we'll have a booth, so awesome. stop by. Awesome, excellent. Um, 
the they had one of the keynote speakers was saying I, I forget what the numbers were but they showed the number of people that listen to podcasts and the number of people that listen to radio and they were saying that while the the, the radio listeners are still huge compared to podcast listeners they were saying that podcasts are going to take over radio and I I think that's true and I think um, you know there's still a place for radio um, but I think podcasts are going to uh, just take over. And it's going to happen, you know, not uh, it's, it's not going to take that long for that to happen, I don't think. And that's why I, I love what you're doing with this magazine is you mentioned that there is so much knowledge out there. We can Google anything today. There are a million and one podcasts that are available already and they're growing every single day. The, the database and network is growing, growing and growing, growing every single day. And what's so special about the Podster magazine is it kind of there's a lot of great reviews and it can cut through some of the noise and and find some of the great little nuggets and things maybe that people never have seen or discovered and in this world where we are drowning in knowledge we are starving for wisdom so it's it's cool to see how you're pulling some of these shows out yeah it's it's the same model that we've used for Shelf Unbound so Shelf Unbound is a curator of indie publishing Podster is a curator of podcasts and um, you know, our, our, our format for the magazine is interviewing some of the top people that, you know, everybody listens to, but then really the rest of the magazine is, is finding, like you said, the nuggets of, uh, of what's out there. Um, for example, a, a podcast that's coming up in our next issue, I'm going to interview the guy, um, and I believe it's called Between the Liner Notes, and he just emailed me after seeing Podster and I checked out his podcast and it's amazing. He's got this, I don't know if you remember, uh, Tiny Tim, the ukulele hippie guy singing on Laughing in the 60s. Oh, um, yeah. Who was all the rage at the time singing Tiptoe Through the Tulips. Well, one of uh, this guy's episodes is all about Tiny Tim, which, you you know, I wouldn't have thought that I would be riveted by, uh, you know, 30 minutes or so about Tiny Tim, but I was riveted and I, I learned a lot. And, um, you know, I think that's what's so great about podcasts is you can just, uh, like we were talking about yesterday with literature, you can really enrich your life, learn a lot, uh, get to know a lot of things. I'm trying to think right now off the top of my head, I'm actually pulling up, there's there's that one podcast about sleeping and it's such an interesting concept. He just He just shares stories. And they're, they're nonsensical stories. But when you read the reviews, people are like, oh, my gosh, this is helping me sleep. I'm, <laughs> I'm sleeping better. I'm, and and it's, I listen to some of them. And, and it's like when you – he, he has such a talent for helping people just relax while they're trying if – they, if they have you – know, they're trouble, having trouble with their mind running amok at night yeah. and they're trying to sleep. And, and that's just such a unique podcast. It's not nothing yeah. out there like that. Yeah. And, isn't, that isn't that something? Uh, yeah. And it's amazing – how anybody today, if you have some kind of talent, all you have to do is share it and it could be found and and it could be discovered. You don't have to feel like there's all these these barriers to get your, your talent out there. Right. And, you know, it's kind of lines up with, uh, with our other magazine, with the self-publishing revolution, so that, you know, you, you can bypass the traditional route of trying to get your book published and just publish it on your own. And, you know, it's a huge journey. It's a big push to, to get to find your audience and, and make a name for yourself. But, um, you know, I, I have some people who, uh, you know, who 
they're not, you know, if 200 people read their book, that's going to be, make them very happy. Um, so, you know, it gives you an opportunity to reach, um, reach a lot of people or a few people. And, um, so really with both magazines, we're trying to bring the best of, uh, of these mediums to the fore. Margaret, if somebody is listening and they, they, they feel that they're getting so much value from, from this show or from any of the other shows that they're listening to, and then they, when they start to make these, maybe they're really transforming in their life from the knowledge that they're gaining from these shows, and they want to start to share the podcast with maybe some families, uh, some family members, possibly uh, someone that doesn't even know what a podcast is, a grandmother, right. yeah, grandmother right. or their mom or their dad. How do we, how do we get, because podcasts are definitely growing, like you mentioned, and the numbers are changing so much where traditional radio is, is starting to start to, it's diminishing a lot more and podcasts are growing. How do we educate others that are so entrenched in radio to show them some of the beautiful things that they can find in podcasts? Well, yeah, you know, I have some, I have some, my, I have some elderly friends. Well, I shouldn't even say elderly. They're the youngest 87 year old I've ever seen. But, um, what I, you know, people like, I have a friend who's 87 and she, didn't really know what a podcast was. And so, you know, I'll say, Hey, you know, here's your iPhone, see this purple button where the podcast thing are. Um, and I'll say, you know, let's look, let's search for a topic that's of interest to you, like gardening. And then, you know, just kind of show them, subscribe them to one and then, uh, you know, really kind of hands-on show them how to do it. Um, I think that, uh, you know, I will often, uh, text uh, podcast. If I'm listening to something that I think would be of particular interest to somebody, I'll text them and say, "Hey, listen to this." Um, and I know, you know, a few people that I have turned on to podcasts now tell me that they listen to podcasts all day. Um, so I think, you know, I mean, there's something to be something for everybody there. I think just sometimes you got to explain it a little bit. And that's where that's that just brings me right into my next point is how do we educate children more in this world where there's so much knowledge, there's there's digital, there's print. What what are some things that we can do with kids to to get them focused on reading more, mm -hmm. maybe listening to podcasts? There's just so much. There's so much yeah. noise. You know, I think every generation sort of bemoans the change of technology and how it's going to impact kids. Um, they said TV was going to ruin us, and I don't think that happened. Um, you know, they're saying that uh, the internet and all these handheld devices and games and everything are going to ruin kids. I don't think that's the case, but I do think that we need to teach and encourage children to be readers. And I think the way to do that is to expose them to books from the time they're born, um, make sure they have books, make sure that we're reading to them from early on, um, make sure that in addition to, you know, like my niece and nephew, they, they are only allowed to watch one TV show, um, Daniel Tiger on PBS. Um, and, you know, they love it. And I'm sure if they were allowed to watch more TV, they would. So I think, you know, that, that's a good uh, practice, I think, to limit their TV. Um, but really, I think the most important thing is model um, by reading yourself um, and just give them, you know, make sure they have reading materials and make sure that 
that they see you reading and that they know that reading is something that, you know, that, that we do. Um, I think, you know, kids are going to have, with the internet and everything, I mean, they have access to so much stuff uh, that they can find anything that interests them. So, um, you know, I think just encourage them to pursue their own interests and passions and also encourage them to be writers. That's interesting what you just said, how the technology is going to continue to change and it's, and it's changing right now in this generation, but this has always been the case. Generation to generation, technology has changed. And you brought up such a, a beautiful point that it comes back to the simplicity of just living by example. Yeah. And if, if we're talking specifically about a family household where the parents and the kids, if the child sees mommy and daddy sitting down reading a book, they're going to pick up on that. And, you know, it's, it's hard. I mean, I, I don't, you know, I don't have kids, but when I see people that do, I don't know how you would find time to read. But even if you just have, you know, once a day, make a little bit of time, read them a story before they go to bed. It doesn't have to be all day. It just needs to be consistent and demonstrate your own interest in, in reading. And it's, it is, you're saying it is very tough because ourselves, we, we have the iPhones and the and the Androids are glued to our hand and it's an extension of our body now. It's crazy. And that's why we were just like laughing before, my niece who's trying to swipe the television. And that's it's it's part of I guess embracing that change that that's this technology is gonna be a part of their lives. Right. And I also think, you know, there's I mean, there's podcasts that are uh stories for kids. I mean it, you know, I'm not I'm certainly not anti-technology. I mean, kids, like you said, your niece, I mean, you know, the babies are grabbing the iPhones and seem to have this attraction to them. So, you know, I think use them. Use them for find uh, an app that has, uh, you know, Dr. Seuss. Um, they've got, you know, so it's not it's not an either or. Um, you can definitely right, right. incorporate your devices into that. And um, if, you know, kids are obviously going to be geared toward that and interested. So I think anything the kids are reading, I mean, if they're reading, you now we used to sit at the breakfast table and read the back of a cereal box while we were eating our breakfast. <laughs> I think, um, you know, any kind of reading in any format is going to be great and help develop their brains. And as you were saying that too, I, like you said, like we're not, we're not here shunning or poo-pooing anybody that is using technology in their children's lives. Yeah, and, absolutely and, not. And I, I even thought about just as you were talking, if you want your kids to read more, maybe when they see you with your iPhone or they see you with your iPad and then they come over and they look over your shoulder, maybe you're reading a book through the Kindle app or you're looking on the i you know, the, the, the iBooks. You're, so you're you're actually using the the technology right. to read a book and then they can actually learn to read books through through the, the, the technology and then you can start to integrate the reading with other things that they want to do with the iPad as they start to get older. Yeah. Yeah. So Mark, yeah, but I think, go ahead. I think, you know, start them, start them early. I think that's really the key. Yeah. It's, it's because especially those, those neurons, the neurons are firing so much at, mm -hmm. at that young age. And it really is incredible to see how fast, like you said, they, there's some kind of something about this technology that the children just have an affinity towards it. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it's the simplicity of it just makes sense to kids so maybe instead of taking it away from them maybe there's something to be said about that that this could be developing their intelligence even faster it's just a different way right exactly 
Right. And, you know, there's apps they can learn different languages. I mean, there's all kinds of things that are that are that are great for them. Um, and I think even, uh, you know, even some of the video games are are helping with brain development and problem solving and um, mechanical spatial skills. So, you know, you just have to, uh, you know, you just have to kind of keep an eye on it. And part of the conversation, too, is past generations may say, oh, but with all this technology, it, it removes the, the problem solving. And I would I would argue that point because now this is not something that's going away anytime soon. If anything, it's going to be even more a part of our life. Technology is going to continue to integrate into our lives. And when you see children able to operate with it at such a young age, we're setting right. them up for success because they're going to be able to operate differently. And, and even if they don't have the specific technical knowledge in their head, they know how to find it. Right, right. I mean, I think there's a lot of opportunity, actually. And even, you know, you look at the eight-year-old boys playing Minecraft and girls, too. Um, Blows me those, away. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, those are some some uh, spatial and uh, problem-solving uh, skills that they're developing. So yes, uh, I, yes. I certainly don't think it's all bad. And, and like you said, Minecraft, I, I tried to sit down and, and play that game a few months ago. Uh-huh. Gave up in like five minutes. Right. And I'm blown away with some with some of these eight-year-old, like I said, eight-year-old kids are doing so the worlds that they're building and they're mm-hmm. using their creativity. So, yeah, I don't think that problem solving and, and this, these crucial skills that we have to have as human beings as we as we age into an adult into adulthood, I don't. Th- I think it's just being it's coming from a different perspective now. Exactly. Exactly. So, Margaret, we're coming, we're at the end of the show, but I just want to thank you again for coming on. I, it really means the world to me when you, someone like yourself, spends a little time with me on this show. It's, we're all so busy today, and I just want to give you this opportunity. I always feel like this last question is kind of like a time capsule for anybody that comes on uh, because it's just, like I said, it's a gift for me for you to come on. So I just want to ask you, if you were suddenly at the end of your life and you were reflecting on all that you have been through, all that you've done, all that you've created... What kind of impact would you want to be remembered for? You know, my grandfather, my dad's dad, uh, had been a high executive at the Ford Motor Company in his career and had been very successful and at one point made a lot of money. When he died, he had, for many years after his retirement, visited people in the hospital And when he died, for years after, people would come up to me and say, your grandfather visited me in the hospital. And I always think about that because as much as your career and your success and your, you know, whatever you achieve, um, I think at the end of the day, it's the people that you visited in the hospital or whatever your version of that is that really matters. And I was always really inspired by that. And I try and keep that in mind. Oh, Margaret, that was so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And this has been so wonderful talking to you over these past two days. Guys, if you want to learn more about what Margaret is doing, head over to shelfmediagroup.com. You can even download digitally the, the latest version of the Podster magazine. And also, if you have some questions, Margaret mentioned yesterday about some short stories that, you know, maybe you're trying to learn. Yeah. Yeah. If you want. If you want a list of short stories that I recommend, just shoot me an email. It's margaret at shelfmediagroup.com. Awesome. Excellent. 
Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. It's really nice to talk to you. And I hope to see you at Podcast Movement. Yes, I will. I will come over and uh, say hello. Thank you so much, Margaret. And talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks very much. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Positivity Effect. I promise to keep sharing inspiring stories with the guests every single day. I hope you feel inspired, and I hope that we stirred some self-reflection in you on topics like transparency, compassion, and empathy. Please check out the website at PositivityEffect.com, sign up for the newsletter, and I'll send you some tips to get you thinking more positively. If you're really enjoying The Positivity Effect, please tell someone about the show. Together we can create a ripple effect of positivity throughout our world something that we need so desperately today. So thanks again so much for listening. See you tomorrow for another episode of The Positivity Effect.